Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Dedicated to all things elite. It is all things elite. Episode six. My name is Floyd. We are recording as of eight twenty-seven a.m. on Friday, so all our news is up to date as of then. I, like I said, I am your co-host. I am your co-host, Floyd. I am doing a roving amount of co-hosts so, um, while Jordan is getting ready to come back to the show. Uh, so this week I have my long time friend, and when I say long time, I'm talking about a Saturday morning cartoons, underoos, uh, basically Hulk Hogan was the greatest thing ever type of my life. I got my friend Dan Rube. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing great, Floyd. And just to like really stress that point, whenever we say long time friends. I'm pretty sure you knew my mom when she was pregnant with me. So you've technically known me more than I've known myself, you know? Yes, it has been an amazing, amazingly long time. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah. And, you know, my friend Dan, uh, he's uh, definitely co-hosted with me on Around the Ring before. I've known him forever. Big wrestling fan. You know, uh, Floyd, I, I just want to thank you. You know, it's been a while since I've been able to guest on, you know, be, be it, you know, Around the Ring, and this is my first time on All Things League. I, I've I've been, you know, pretty busy getting leaner, but also trying to bulk up, you know what I mean? Do you know, you know, it, you, people don't understand how common that is, you know, to get leaner, but also bulk up. It's... It is a hard, hard uh, tune to play when it comes to music. Yeah, man. I mean, I, you know, every time you're you're going, you're bulking up, you want to be thinking, hey, I gotta get leaner too, because people want it. They want you to get leaner, but they want you to bulk up too. Man, it's amazing. Uh, <laughs> if you could tell, uh, Dan is uh, very, 
in my opinion, always very funny. I think he's very <laughs> funny to most people. But uh, he is uh, he is a man of many many talents. He is uh, he has performed as a professional wrestler and a stand up comedian. He's worn many many hats. I think he brings definitely something unique to the show. Hopefully, we can have you on regularly. And but I really do thank you for uh, joining us and joining me because I think you're gonna add a little bit of a little bit of something different than what people are used to when they listen to all things elite. Hey. Even though it's only episode six, so I don't think we really have a thing. Hey man, yet. as long as I keep on staying unemployed, I'm free on Fridays at eight thirty. So yeah. <laughs> no, uh, that part, that part I hope changes for you because you know. Not having a job sucks. Uh, sucks. Yeah, like I, I'm like I can't even uh, can't even um, put that in the words because you say it and everyone's like, oh, it sucks. No, no, you don't understand. Look, look, it you know, really you, sucks. You, <laughs> earlier, you mentioned my wrestling career, and I can tell you, doing jobs is a lot easier mm-hmm. than not having a job. <laughs> See, I did a lot of jobs in my career, dude. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I just thought it was funny. Um, so, uh, yeah, when it comes to Dan, he's definitely going to be a unique aspect to the show that I don't bring because my why I might be accidentally funny, he actually is funny. So that works. That's how that works differently. Well, I just want to start the show uh, by saying this episode is brought to you by Power Slam TV. You get a free month if you sign up using the code Social Suplex. Power Slam TV has four over four thousand hours of independent wrestling available. Also, our friends at Keeping It Strong Style are keeping a, a New Japan Cup pickup prize man a Keeping It Strong Style shirt. Please check out their show or visit. At KI Strong Style on Twitter for more details. Yes. And the last thing, uh, want to send a shout out to uh, Rich Latta from One Nation Radio for our intro and Nick Hoff uh, for the outro, respectfully. Make sure you're listening to One Nation Radio. Drops every Sunday on our uh, Social Suplex Podcast Network. And uh, Nick Huff, you can find him on Facebook. Hold on just a second. He sent me the message. I meant to put it up, bring it up before the show starts, so you're getting a little behind the scenes of me messing up. So, uh, but yes, Nick, I do really appreciate it. His uh, production company is called Raisin Adonai Productions. That is A D O N A I, and they they are on Facebook. Uh, so if you ever need some music. Or anything for your way, uh, for your shows or whatever you need, uh, hit him up. He can put that together for you. I, he did my outro uh, in a few days, and I really loved it. And between him and Rich, I think the music part of all things elite are taken care of. That's so- really good. That's really good to know because I really need some B-roll of you just screwing up constantly. <laughs> I didn't know where to find it until now, so that's great. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah, I, I, and that is not something, that is not something uh, that is rare, me screwing up, uh, <laughs> I work overnights, so generally when I shoot the show, this is 
usually in my like 25th or 26th hour of being awake. So, so messing up is pretty much now that is definitely my gimmick. Oh, god, you know, uh, just to pull back the curtain, I went to all in, Floyd took me all in, and he was a marathon man. I think he went 36 hours without sleep mm-hmm. once, it, it was bonkers. Yeah, I, I don't sleep a lot especially on wrestling weekends uh, but on the show it's just like I, I love it but most of the time you know i i work an opposite schedule of normal human beings so i have to be able to record when normal human beings are you know awake now everybody's not like want to shoot an hour podcast at three o'clock in the morning when i'm fresh and awake <laughs> and i'm fresh drunk yes. Well, this week, there was not a lot of news, uh, not a lot of news on the elite uh, front, on the AEW front, but we do have our uh, weekly coverage of uh, the two shows that come on YouTube. One is, the first one we'll be covering, it came out Monday, was uh, on Being the Elite, episode 40. It was the Windy City Surprise. What uh, Before we go through kind of our bullet points, what was your overall thoughts on this episode sir well you know i i you know i haven't kept up with being the elite as much as i should have lately um uh, skipping past marty scroll and flip uh, raise a little question mark there um basically the bucks just hanging out in airports as they are wont to do it seems like they're booked everywhere all the time so they might as well just you know, get their platinum pass and, you know, just live in the airport, basically like Tom Hanks in the terminal. Um, you know, uh, Cody's surgery, you know, his knee doesn't look that bad. <laughs> it's looking like it's coming along. He should be fine, you know. But really, let's just uh, let's just get into it start chopping it up uh, bit by bit. Yeah, and I, and I like I said, it was, this episode was actually pretty simple, but I still, you know, it hit its points really well. Yeah, I, I laughed quite a bit. So let's start it off. Uh, first, we got the Bucks. They're in the airport. They're saying they're, uh, no, no, they're actually in the backstage of the AAW show in Chicago, and they're talking about it. Said it's exhausting, disgusting when you're gonna do a perfect run in. And the, uh, so you uh, you see that, and then you see uh, the Bucks in the ring with the Lucha Bros. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, they've been doing the thing. What they usually do is they usually, like, send out stuff to say where they're going to be. And, like, a lot of people, you know, they say, say that they try to give a hint. Like, when they were in Seattle, they sent out Sleepless in Seattle and... Uh, and when they were in Atlanta, I forgot what they did, but they were talking about going to the Super Bowl and hitting Atlanta. It's like, in this case, they, they uh, deviated from that. So that was just the beginning. So next thing, uh, we, um, we we get the intro. And as you mentioned, we uh, get something we hadn't seen before. So when it gets to the Marty part... It just fast forwards parts to Marty's opening segment. Of course, they could just cut it out, but of course, 
the of the Bucks and you know the the being the Elite Productions, they don't do anything subtle. They want you to pay attention to everything they do. So they fast forward right past uh, Marty's, and then they get to Flip Gordon, and it's just like a clip of Flip, and I wouldn't even call it a clip. It's like the very short clip as they skip past to show that you know pretty much they were on the show. It's like almost like old school sitcoms used to do. When uh, they have to acknowledge a person was on the show, even though they weren't on the show anymore, it was like Family Matters with the person that played Judy. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you're there, yeah. but not really. I mean, you know, notice noticeably absent from this intro too was Jesse Smollett. You know, so. yes, yes, yes. Uh, he was. Uh, I know they were in Chicago. <laughs> uh, I was about to say the Bucks managed not to pay anyone to jump them, so that's good. That's good. I know how hard and difficult that is, you know, not to pay people to jump you. Uh, but in Chicago, of all places, too. I mean, just go to the south side. It's, it's not that difficult. Exactly. I was like, dude. I was like, if you took a left or right, it was like, I don't think you would have had to pay anyone to jump you. They would have been jumping you pretty much voluntarily so uh. all in in weekend my favorite baseball team the red Sox, was in the south side playing the white Sox, and i there was no way i was gonna go see that game you know yeah i was about to say it's like i was a coin flip of whether you were gonna get to go home (laughs) (laughs) no but uh then they we get to the bucks and hangman in the video chat and this is what we referenced on the opening of the show uh pages in a video chat, and he's in his own house, and he's in full gear. Honestly, let me let me be really honest. And again, I'm not trying to be funny at all. But honestly, that's kind of how I look when I'm sitting around in the house. Rope <laughs> yeah. on, you know, vest on, rope around the neck, you know, cowboy boots, you know. That's called living the gimmick, Floyd. Yeah, you know, live the, you you live your gimmick, dude. You think this, this is who I am, the hangman with the rope around his neck. I was like, I it, it brings me, it made me did it did make me think of back in the day. I wouldn't buy most of his merchandise because it literally had a noose around the collar of the neck, and I was just like, you know, I am black. <laughs> you know, it's not a good look, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you buy every piece of merch that you can snatch up to. So. Yeah, it's like I have over 300 shirts, and it's like, ah, oh, don't have a hangman shirt. And I'm like, there's a reason. It's just not a good look. I, I like that they do the, the. it's not a noose anymore. It's just a loose rope. But, you know, it's still still weird, still uncomfortable a little bit. But, <laughs> uh, it works out. Uh, so the Bucks told him he needs to... Uh, they, he tells them, uh, Bucks, that Cody told him he needs to lose weight, get skinnier. And the Bucks told him, you know, do like we did. You remember, we went from uh, being juniors into like heavyweights in like two weeks. You just you need to bulk up. So how about you, uh, you know, lose weight, get smaller, and still bulk up? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you got to get leaner, but you also got to bulk up. And right now, you know, I have. I have this week's episode of Being the Elite paused on my television right now for uh, whenever the Bucks are in the ring with the Lucha Bros. And just looking at Nick and Matt, yeah, they have been <clears throat> bulking up. Um, I know there's a lot of Cinnabons and a lot in a lot of airports, and they have been bulking up for sure. 
Pass. You got your bulletproof coffee with your weight gainer <laughs> right next to you. So those things. I, uh, and this segment does make me want to give a shout out to everyone doing the f- hashtag Full Gear Challenge and support of Hangman. He actually tweeted about uh, tweeted out this week a little picture of him going on the the Full Gear Challenge. He keeps putting off when he's going to start which is hilarious but we've had a lot of people they have uh, we've seen a lot of weight losses and new uh people pledging to do healthier lifestyles all in support of this man that we call the hangman adam page the future ace of aew so this was uh hangman really sounded confused at the end of the segment well, I mean, you know, he's going up against Hawk, who is the definition of bulked up and lean. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you definitely got to meet him at that crossroads. Yeah, no, like, seriously. I'm like, Pac makes in-shape guys feel bad about their body. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd like, seriously, I would probably stab a person to look like Hangman Page. And it's like, but then you look at Pac and it's like, wow. Like, do you eat anything you enjoy? And I'm like, so it's it's it it is a hard level to uh, pick up. It's like when a guy lifts weights and he's like, "Man, I want to look like the Rock." I'm like, "Why don't you set your uh, goals a little bit lower there, sir?" Um, looking at look, looking at Pac just makes me want to give up, light up another cigarette, and drink another Diet Pepsi. As I sit here staring at a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. Yep. <laughs> No, no. Uh, then Cody, our boy Cody, gives an update on his surgery. Says it's successful and it's weight bearing. He showed a picture of it and he said it's draining and healing. And I'm like, oh, that was disgusting. But hey, I'm glad he's doing better. You know, uh, he can't he can't carry the uh, nightmare family on a bad knee so that works out he's on he talks about the arm bike being his best friend saying he's working out on one leg uh what did he call page i think he called him like chubby cheeks and pancake ass <laughs> i don't know man i tried to catch back up this morning but my my mind is still hazy oh, but oh, it, okay. and that's fantastic i was like come on i'm like come on like, cody like, okay <laughs> See here, here's here's the thing. Honestly, like his segment was, it was really low volume. It was tough to hear him. Yeah, no, and it was kind of the funny thing is, it's like if you look at the elite, and you know, I always compare him to a boy band because they're all different personalities. Cody's kind of the asshole of the group, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just just look at the way he dresses. My God. Yes, yes. Uh, he, uh, yeah. So he likes to remind Paige, you know. Do better. Do the work. Hashtag do the work. Love it. Mm-hmm. No, but uh yeah, he had to take his shots at him, say he's he he's doing he's in there putting in the uh, the work, which you know I'm happy about because I'm glad his knee he got his knee fixed. Uh, we then go to the Bucks at the airport and they say they're not teasing where they're going. It's like and then they show the fast forward segment and they do about 48. They say it's about 48 hours to do a 30 second run in 48 hours to travel to do a 30 second run in. I was like, you know what? I know what you meant. I, I once I once was on the road 32 hours just so I can say I went to all the before 32 hours each way. So 64 hours, just so I could say, 
I went to all of the Big Four in one year. Uh, this is what the year before last, and it's like so. It's like it's one of those things with wrestlers. I will never again after my sixty-four hours of travel. I didn't go anywhere for a few months. You know, wrestlers they do that, and then they get home they get comfortable and then it's time to get up and do something similar to that again i commend them because i my little taste of travel through wrestling makes me know i wouldn't want to do it all the time (laughs) i mean just just imagine you know back in the uh back in the old territory days you know the the bucks you know they're they're on planes but territory days or even you know you know a wwe weekend you know you're you're wrestling the house show, then three hours to the next shot, and you know, th- you know. So, yeah, traveling is definitely such a slog and such a downer whenever it comes to uh, being a wrestler. And I'm sure that you know our boy Jordan can, you know, he's learning that the hard way these days. So yeah, I mean, seriously, he, I mean, like three days a week, he travels two hours uh, each way to go train. He just travels two hours, he goes and trains all day, and then drives two hours back. That's just so he can learn the craft. I I got irritated when I had to drive across town to, do, to learn how to train. So. I drive 42 minutes to work every day where I sit on my ass for 13 hours a night. Uh, and I get pissed off about that. I couldn't imagine driving two hours to have someone basically throw and slam me around in ways your body weren't meant to doing things your body weren't meant to do and then get back in the car and drive two hours the other way just to get home uh to sleep that that's crazy to me so yeah so they um they are in chicago they they fast forward to in chicago they keep getting spotted and they realize they keep getting spotted because they're wearing nothing but aew stuff with their own shirts on with their faces on it i'm like yeah, I would point you out of a crowd too, Bucks. <laughs> I, I still wouldn't know which one to call Nick or Matt, but I would be like, hey, what's up, Bucks? Dude, <laughs> you, you know, it's a simple way. I know you probably already know this. I know that was probably a joke. But for the people <laughs> that are listening, it's the Hardys. The dark-haired one is Matt. That's all you have to remember. The okay. dark-haired one is always Matt. <laughs> Like so, I'm always trying to remember which one has the really smarmy smile and which one is just kind of there looking tough, you know? Yes. Now, and it's funny because I think Matt is kind of the kind of, I mean, I, I know Nick can be, but Matt's kind of, if you want to say it, the dick of them. He makes more of the smart-ass comments, and Nick is more like, he's more like the, dude, we're really, really tired guy. He's just shooting it <laughs> straight all the time. So they uh, get to the Sears Center, and uh, it looks like the Sears Center has and it has put up a plaque of All In as being one of their biggest drawing shows ever. I mean, again, look on the Sears Center calendar, and you'll see they don't get a lot of big names. They're also, you know, they're a place where the G League games are happening. So they are generally a small venue. So when you have quite a bit of people almost 12,000 people in our arena they're going to remember you and they put the shout out that they need to do another show there I thought the venue was amazing as far as not having a bad seat so I would definitely want to get a go again 
Uh, you, how how interested would you be in going to Chicago again, sir? Um, I think I'm gonna meet you at the airport on that one. That was one hell of a drive. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I have uh, last year. I mean, last year all in all that stuff kind of came as a surprise, and I took I took an extreme amount of people with me to the show. This year, it will probably be end up being like me, you, and Ryan. So. If, mm-hmm. we, if we if we go to that show, our asses is flying. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I know you want to stop and get you know White Castle and everything, but man, <laughs> how about I go to Chicago, take a Uber to a White Castle, and then get my ass back on the plane, dude? No, I'm with you. I'm the guy. I I love driving because it keeps the cost down, and for like the eight people that were in the car, hell yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it it definitely kept the cost down, but yeah. So, but we're we're gonna go less people. It was a one time thing, one time experience. It was mm-hmm. the first time ever, and that was amazing. But yeah, first time, last time, last time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we we can we tick that box. We did that. So. Yeah, say we, we did <laughs> that. Do it the same way. Yeah, now we'll just go to Southwest and you know book a flight <laughs> like normal human beings do when they're <laughs> traveling that far. <laughs> Then we uh so uh then we get to Joey Ryan, uh, Eli Drake comes up to him and Joey's like they're not uh, Joey's like they're not here and he runs away and Eli's like who's he talking about? Uh, and then another tag team comes up. I have no idea who these two guys are. Uh, maybe I'm not the. I could have looked it up, but I didn't want to, so I didn't. Uh, I'm just gonna be I'm, honest. I'm- they're they're just like regular AAW guys, right? This that's what this is all about. Yeah, they didn't really preface what the hell is going on here. Second, <laughs> like no. you just saw Joey Ryan, uh, you know, looking really stressed and nervous and everything, and people coming up to him. So, see, see this was at Bar Wrestling. This was actually in California. So, uh, so see, these are how even, are we supposed to know that? Yes, yeah, so it's like it's like you know. It's I, like it's because Joey Ryan runs bar wrestling or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it was this in California. So two guys come up to him. He's like, they're not here. He's like, our opponents. We're we hope they're here. And he's like, no, they're. Not, but seriously, they're not here. <laughs> and then and then they're like, they they have no idea what he's talking about. And then he runs away again. And it sets up the next segment with uh, he sees a blonde. And he's like, oh, you're here to save me. A reference to old Candice LeRae. And it ends up being one of my favorite people to look at in the on earth, Scarlett Bordeaux. And people, don't get mad at me. She's just something like spectacular to look at. And it's like I didn't appreciate it until I saw her in person. But yes, she is, she, she is yeah, amazingly to look at. So she can be on my screen anytime she wants to be. Uh, and, uh, but, hey, still, Joey Ryan's gets scared and says, Cody, she asks, hey, how are Cody and the Bucks? And he runs away again, because he's afraid even she is going to beat him up. What did you, what'd you think about this segment? Like, like I said, you, you know, you jumping in and out of being the elite, you probably didn't get it, did you? I had no idea what was going on, but I will say this, that I love Joey Ryan, and his... Uh, to use a, to describe it as his porn level acting, <laughs> you know, yes. it, fits, it fits in perfectly with his character. 
uh, especially Scarlet, was really <laughs> uncomfortable to watch act. But yeah, I, I didn't know what was going on so the, at all, and that's on me. <laughs> the last few weeks, uh, people, uh, he keeps getting jumped, and then Cody and the Bucks saved him. So uh, last week, these guys are like, we want to meet Cody and the Bucks. And we want to meet Cody and the Bucks. And they started admonishing, you know. And uh, Joey's like, they're not here. And he's like, but we really, really want to meet them in person. He's like, well, I can give you their number. And they're like, no. So they thinking Cody and the Bucks show up anytime Joey Ryan gets beat up. They start beating him up. <laughs> and Scorpio Sky makes the save. So now he's a really afraid because he keeps getting beat up. He's really afraid. Anytime anybody wants to talk to him about Cody and Bucks, because they think they're going to beat him up just to try to get them to show up. All right, cool. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, it was going to say, I know the storyline. Yeah, know? yeah, no, he, like it's cool to explain because you know not everybody can watch BT, you know, every week. So I get that. Uh, so definitely, uh, cool because some people are just jumping in, and they might not have known why that was happening. Uh, the Bucks run into Sammy Guevara, and he has a cake, and he shoot, they're both shooting their vlogs and talking about how he has better equipment than they do, and uh, he's like, we don't know what uh, sound editing or anything like that, taking shots at people that take shots at them. They love taking shots at the internet, which is amazing. He gives them uh, the cake. He said, we bought this cake for you, and uh, he goes away, and then in comes MJF. MJF says, hey guys, in, in his fake way, and shakes their hands and gives them hugs. Do you remember what he said after to, after he did that? Oh yeah, I got a really bad case of the flu. <laughs> and he was basically... <laughs> then, don't, let, don't let those toddlers throw up on your tassels. <laughs> yes, so in the, the extreme dickness, which is MJF, he only shook their hands and gave them a hug because he has the flu and was hoping he would get their children sick so they would then throw up on the tassels of their shoes. You know, I, I, don't, I don't really think MGF is the prick in this situation. Who <laughs> the prick is, right? <laughs> Who's the prick in this situation, sir? That's Sammy G. <laughs> yeah, with that dollar store cake that he got him. Come on. It's yeah, yeah. ridiculous. He's bragging about his equipment and everything like that. What a prick. What a prick. Who does I mean, that? Yeah, who does that? He, um, yeah, just stopped at Walmart and just picked up a cake and it's like, I'll just give this to the Bucks, you know? Dude. Rude and rude. Rude. They're, they're trying to stay in shape, you know? Yeah. Give them a, right. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. They've already bulked up. They need to get lean. Yeah, Sammy G. Sammy... The thing that came out of this is Sammy G is a prick. <laughs> then we got uh, Christopher Daniels. He's on the phone. He's asking for three first class tickets and three suites. He's like, no, we don't want to sleep together in the same room. Um, uh, and he's uh, yelling. He asked to talk to their manager. Uh, Kazarian is smoking a cigar and he needs something to light it with. Scorpio Sky. Brings out a $20 bill and lights that bitch up with the $20 bill. No, is, wait, but no, he does not. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I understand what they were going for. But he made sure not to actually burn that $20 bill. 
<laughs> then we get uh, referee Rick Knox, uh, uh, brother of Dick Knox, of deceased referee Dick, Dick Knox. I think that's how it worked. It might be yeah. the other way around. And he, he says, oh, boy, those guys have changed. It looks like uh, this uh, this uh, AEW money is going to SCU's head. You think? Do you think that's what's going on? I mean, yeah, those twenty dollar bills are really, yeah. you know, changed them. I do. Yes. Can, can we can we take a uh, just a tiny aside here to mention how great the name Dick Knox is? Yes, <laughs> it is. Uh, it is on those levels where it could be his shoot name. You know, it could be. I mean, there was a dick trickle, you know what I mean? It happens. So uh, so it could be a shoot name, but if he picked it as a wrestling name. Like dick to go. You yes, know? yeah. <laughs> if he picked that that's, as. That's an old school reference. I've been listening to a lot of Bruce Pritchard lately. And dick to go. Uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard, uh, shout out and congratulations to him on the new getting his old gig back with the WWE. I know yeah. it's all things elite podcast, but you know, we we yeah. stay on the positive, and that's a positive piece of news for him at least. You can you can hear more about that on this week's Around the Ring, isn't that right, Floyd? Yes, it drops Sunday at around noon. So, uh, and you can go to aroundtheringok.com to listen to that. Um, that now, that was a great plug by me. I'm telling you, I set you that uh, set up. Dude, 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 dude. I was dude. about to call myself a professional, but now I can't even speak, so yeah, let's uh, just move on. I was about to say, I feel like if you want to take a segment of the show, other than you messing up, and talk about a master class in segues, oh my god, that was a master class. I gotta give you an A. <laughs> Standing ovation, round of applause. If I knew how to do that, I would edit that into this segment right here. <laughs> Now, um, now, now, speaking of master classes, <laughs> so we get uh, Nick outside about to uh, do his running. And A master class in run-ins. <laughs> Nick says he heard the catchphrase, and he said, Samo Bloodlow. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. He just jacked up. <laughs> he just jacked up in his catchphrase completely. He's like, we just heard the catchphrase, Samo Bloodlow. Uh, he's like, they bribed the light guy. They gave him no five hundred dollar handshake. Uh, the lights go out. Uh, when the lights come on, uh, the young bucks are in the ring with the Lucha Bros. What I didn't realize until the second that the match was still going on. So, the uh, I guess that's what a true running is. The Bucks get in the ring with him while the match is still going on. Give him a super kick. Matt gives Penta the uh, package pile driver. And I actually had to make sure I noted this because, like I said, when the Young Bucks get to moving around which one is which, I get lost on that. So uh, <laughs> Matt uh, gives Penta the package pile driver. Then they give old Ray Phoenix the melter driver. Uh, the melter driver, and then they jump out the ring. L.A. Alex hits their sweep. I think that's the street sweeper. It is the elevated, elevated. Um, what is it called? Blockbuster move that they do. They yeah. pin the Lucha Bros to become the new AAW tag champs. Uh, they get their belts to get out the ring, and the Bucks get in the ring. And they make the challenge official for double or nothing Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. Now, 
I know you don't haven't been keeping up, but you know, I, I tweet, I post in a page. Didn't you think this match was already official? Yeah, I mean, it was as official as, you know, anything else that was, you know, quote, announced or teased at the Jacksonville AEW, you know, reveal show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, what I'd like to say about this segment is, you know, uh, they're, they're backstage, you know, getting ready for the run-in and everything. For having just one shot at doing this and then going in, doing the run-in, doing the super kicks and everything like that, this was shot incredibly well for a one-take shot. Like, I was very impressed with whoever was holding the camera for them on the outside because they captured all the action, and it looked fantastic. And you know what? It's great for, you know, a couple of guys that, you know, a couple T-shirt, guys that run a T-shirt company that don't really know what they're doing, you know, and, you know, and they kind of lucked in. They found a money mark so they could uh, open up this... uh wrestling company so <laughs> i mean they do they're doing really well they're you know they 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 lucked upon this now i'm just it, it, it's funny when you run you when you run uh aew you know basically love twitter you know you get a lot of the you know side eye comments and you read you you read through it when you, you are on post and all that kind of stuff it's just like they got some haters, and it's kind of funny. It's hilarious to me. Cause yeah, th- it was really subtle how like everything just kind of changed. I realized it was happening on Squared Circle whenever any kind of AEW news would come out, and you know, there's a lot of people shitting on it. And I really don't understand if that's just uh, legitimate <laughs> hatred for something that hasn't even started yet, which makes no sense, or if it's just you know, shitty internet wrestling marks being shitty internet wrestling marks. Yeah, it is funny. It's like, why'd they even do this? I, I That's the weirdest thing. It's like, would you rather them just not try? Would you yeah. just rather people not try? Just accept that uh, WWE is the biggest product and no one else is going to touch it? And it's just like, why accept that when you can have alternatives? It's like, people didn't stop doing fast food after McDonald's took over, you know? Mm-hmm. It was like you can still go to Burger King, you can still go to Carl's Jr., Taco Bell, all these other places exist, and it's just like for the WWE, there was no on their level alternative. And like I and said, for Floyd, and for Floyd, he'll go to three of those restaurants a night too. He, he dude, will go, dude. He will go to McDonald's. He will go to Taco Bell. I, let me tell you, I will go get a Burger King. I will go get a Whopper, and then go down and get some McDonald's fries. I will do that and and then go get a mix or a blizzard from Brahms or Dairy Queen. I will hit up multiple places if they have multiple things because that's how I roll, you know. Hey, man. Yesterday, my buddy Wiggins was telling me about how he would go to Burger King to get a chicken sandwich and then go down the street to churches to get a side of mac and cheese, you know. (laughs) You got to feed the beast and the beast (laughs) wants what it wants. It's a good meal. Yes, it's like it's a delicious meal. I mean, I wish you know, wish they could you know combine those companies so we can get that shit in a one-stop shop. But that doesn't exist. So sometimes you got to make a stop. It's not like most of the time. It's not like you're getting out of the car anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're just going from one drive-through to another drive-through. It's not that big a deal. But that was it for this week's being uh, the elite. Uh, Another good episode. Uh, another good episode. Um, they will have another one every Monday, of course. They didn't really announce anything new on this being the elite. It was uh, it was all about 
uh, adding to the storyline of the Young Bucks versus Pentagon. I hope they continue with this trend because I will be at WrestleMania weekend and Pentagon and Ray Phoenix are going to be like at every freaking show that weekend. So watch it be the one show of theirs I'm not at that the Young Bucks do the run in is because I'm keep hoping that it's at the uh, WrestleCon Super Show. Cause that's the the first like that first night we get there. We hope they they do the run in that night. But then Joey Ryan has his penis party the next night, and and the Lucha, the Lucha Bros is gonna be there. But it's <laughs> you, you just <laughs> you just washing right by that. Let's let's bring it back a second. What is Joey Ryan doing again? Yes, he in in the uh, in the Just so everybody is clear. As I say, in the in the vein, uh, uh, double <laughs> entendre of um, uh. in the vein of Joey Janela, he does a show every year at WrestleMania, and it does really, really well. Well, they Joey Ryan is doing a show this year, and it's called Joey Ryan's Penis Party. It's uh, on uh, Friday night at eight o'clock, uh, but. The thing is, it's during NXT show, so mm. I won't, you know, I'll be at NXT. So, you know, Joey Ryan's at that show, and Pentagon and Ray's at that show, and, I mean, can you really have a penis party without, you know, the Bucks and the Hangman, you know? Yeah, you know, I think there's going to be a run-in, and I think that the Bucks are going to work really stiff. Yes, yes, they're they're going to go really stiff, real hard. <laughs> no, uh, and the show is sold out, so it'll be a nice little like. I just see them making the run in at the one show. I'm not going to be able to go to because that's the thing about uh, the WrestleMania weekend. Cody has said WrestleMania weekend is all about WWE's thing, and he's staying away from it. But there's like seriously 42 shows that weekend. Yeah. From Thursday to Monday, 42 shows. I mean, yeah, it's not like, you know, uh, you can, it's, it's not like, uh, oh, man, I really wish I could, you know, go to NXT or go to this or go to that. You know, a lot of these shows are sold out. So yeah. it's like, oh, I couldn't get, go to NXT. I couldn't get tickets. But there's three other options. Yes. Yeah. And just to show my nerd side of me, I kind of wish I had a Harry Potter. I uh, had a Tom Turner. I wish I had a time turner for that weekend so I could go see all of this stuff. But, uh, yeah. You know what? Joey Ryan should carry around the Marauders map just to see where the Bucks are. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that way, when they're trying to jump, he can tell the people where they are and then yeah. that'll give them time to run away. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, next thing up is our Road to Double or Nothing Episode 5. Now, I love the Road to Double or Nothing because it's a much more palatable watch for people that don't have a lot of time. It's six six minute video, you know what I mean? And yep. it's and shit happens. Like every week. Every week something actually happens on the show. It's like you get new talent announcements. They are building up the whole uh Cody's uh character. So uh so we got some really good announcements in this one. Uh, first up, uh, like I said, it's seriously it's only six minutes, so there's not a lot to it. Uh, I watched it morning because i forgot to last night <laughs> yeah i was like yeah it was like he was like hey you want to record you like wait a minute and you know you could watch the whole show in the minute that i'm waiting <laughs> now you get jericho and he is being jericho and it's like when he's like this you can tell he's healing it up but when he's just like if you ever listen to his show he said a lot of these things 
in not a heel tone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's all his tone. I mean, he, I mean, everything he says he believes because he has said it when he's just doing his regular TV show. I mean, regular uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not TV show, but regular podcast. He, I mean, he he already had a TV show, you know, uh, that Chris Jericho like trying to act show. It's terrible. Yes, <laughs> but I, dude, if you if, if there's a wrestler that could actually be like a late night host, it would definitely be Chris Jericho. That would be. Yeah, I mean, he he hosted that like. Uh, was it BattleBots or something yes, like? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a good host, but like that in, that web series was just absolute garbage. You know, you know, you you will never know what you're good at until you fail a few times. So <laughs> he he knows he he marked that off the list of shit he shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> right now he's he's succeeding at looking like a cross between Jackson Maine from A Star Is Born and Ronnie Van Zant from Leonard Skinner. So. He's definitely nailing that. Yes, and that is a reference for y'all, because I have no idea what that meant. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, he, he definitely looks like old. He definitely look. I was like, he's an old guy that's trying to look still look look cool, but he basically uh, puts over all of the puts over all of the talent. But he then he says, "I'm better than all of them," and no one. The reason people are going to turn on uh, to watch Double or Nothing is for him. And while they're turning on to watch Double or Nothing, they'll be able to see the Young Bucks, Cody. Uh, I think he put over Sonny Kiss uh, and the Best Friends. He was like, they will get to see them because they're turning on to watch me. And they should all thank him. And it's very important that he beats Kenny Omega because while Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler alive... Uh, Chris Jericho is the GOAT. He is the greatest of all time. So he needs to be Kenny Omega. And after he beats Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega should thank him on behalf of AEW. Well, let me correct you there. He didn't call... He didn't... uh, Jericho didn't call uh, Kenny... He called him the best in the world. Yes. Which is very different because, you know, of course... Uh, there was a little feud in a company a couple years back between a gentleman from Chicago and Chris Jericho over who was the best in the world. So it's looking like Jericho has given up that title of best in the world for greatest of all time. So yes. it's a nice, nice little wrinkle there. He is. He truly believes he is the GOAT. Uh, and, yeah, so everyone will be thanking him for uh, he sold out the stadium. He's going to do everything by himself and by that he's going to elevate AEW. I just thought it's like I was never a huge Chris Jericho fan, especially in his youth. I mean, he was one of those dudes, he caught a, cut a good promo and he was, you know, he was interesting, but he was never one of my favorites. His work as he's gotten older has just blown me out of the water. This was the most effortless heel promo ever to me. You know, I really like whenever, you know, Jericho does the quiet subdued thing. You know, it's it's very, uh, it's almost Jake the Snake-ish in its delivery, you know, and it's full of, like, his voice is full of confidence and he's not having to shout it in your face. He's just trying, he's just basically laying it down, you know, bullet point after bullet point after bullet point why he is the best and why he is why he has to beat Kenny and why he is going to beat Kenny and why 
the show sold out, you know, it, and the answer is just Jericho across the board. Yeah, it's like you could have no actual context on this feud. You could have never known Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega ever wrestled together. You watched that segment, it told you, I mean, that it, he told you in his own way, and he told you everything you needed to know about why he's wrestling Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and why you should care that he's wrestling Kenny Omega. And I just like, I was trying to think of it as in an outsider looking in. It's like, oh, he's pissed at this guy because he thinks he's the best. And he needs to prove that he's still the best. So it's like, oh, it's very simple, very logical reason. It's a very sports-based reason, you know? Yep. It's Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl with a chip on his shoulder. And he's yeah. like, how does a guy with a five Super Bowl rings have a chip on his shoulder? Well, this guy <laughs> thinks he's the best. No, I have to remind you, I'm still the best. Yeah, like Tom Brady's too old. The Patriots don't have any more. Jericho, you know, looking at him, you wouldn't realize he's, you know, about to hit 50 if he hasn't already, you know. Uh, but he is putting out the best work of his career yeah. right now athletically, which is really remarkable. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is crazy. It is crazy. He, 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 the comparisons between Chris Jericho's run right now and Tom Brady's football career are pretty much identical. He's so they're both supposed to be too old to do what they're doing right now, and they're yep. literally still at the top of their game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, we, next segment we get Brandy walking into the room with Cody, and uh, she announces. <coughs> Uh, she announces a new partnership. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when they said they were going to be announcing a partnership on Wednesday, I thought they were going to be announcing a new partnership with another wrestling company. But I think, honestly, in a lot of ways, this was better. Uh, she's uh, Double or Nothing will be the first sensory-inclusive event. So the nonprofit Culture City will provide packets that will go to everyone in need. They'll have noise uh, for different people with auditory, um, I think uh, I think they, she said smell. What is uh, olfactory? I think that's what it would be the rest. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is where I want to stop you here. Yeah. Okay. Floyd, you know we went to All In. Uh-huh. We went to Starcast. Yeah. We stood in a lot of lines with a lot of people. They have their fucking work cut out for them if they're trying to help people with olfactory sensitivity. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? It's it. it you know, I, when you're at those wrestling conventions, you have people from all walks of life, and you have people that their main focus is being first in line, whatever that takes. Mm-hmm. That's the nicest way I'm going to put it. They tend to skip some of the things. Let's just say that their priorities are yeah. not uh, hygienic yes. based, hygienic and, facing. Yes, and it's true statement. The last person yeah. to know that you stink is yourself. Yeah. So, uh, so we, we, we ran in that in a few lines, and then I ran into some people with some anxiety and I, you know, and I don't know if it, this was the person, but, uh, you know, uh, a, a friend of mine was like, oh, this, you know, I was in line and these people were taking up space and, 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 you know, they were talking to me and all that stuff. And it was making me really anxious and nervous. And I realized I was in the line with her and I know my personality, you know, 
Yeah. And I'm I'm talking and I'm very loud and um I'm very much like talking to the person next to me. I didn't even know that that's something that like to me if I was like had anxiety or whatever, I wouldn't go line up in lines. But, you know, you still want to meet your favorites even though you have these things. So you brave through it and it's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize my, you know, personality could be something that could be uh, messing with people's anxiety. Because believe me, I do know I'm a lot. I am a lot when it comes to my personality. I have I have no problem saying it. I, I, I've never met a first stranger. I talk to everybody. I'm really I am really like a big old dog. You know, I, I, I'm just like, it's like, oh, you just met this person. I'm like ready to lick your face, you know, that kind of thing. I'm just like, I want to be your best friend. I want to know everything about you. And to somebody that has anxiety, that's probably not the best way to go at them. So I yeah. am going to be better at that. I am, I've, you know, it's one of those things in life. It's like when you know, you know, like when you learn something, you know, and you know you can be. Uh, you can, like me, like I said, I can be loud and abrasive at times, so I know I have to turn the, tone that down a little bit for people that might have auditory or olfactory sensitivities, you know, just got to kind of ease in, be more like a cat, you know. Like, oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all about reading the room, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it. The, there aren't a lot of people that uh, really take that into account. I, I try and uh, take... Uh, those things into account because you know there are days that I have more anxiety than others, and I think that's one of the reasons I haven't gone to like a WrestleMania or something like that because a crowd that big, I would just uh, really you know uh, just be worried the whole time, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's just about picking up on you know the the nonverbal you know signals that people lay down whenever you're around them and being. Uh, respectful of those things yeah. so i really love what brandy is doing as far as you know making this an all-inclusive show for people with those sensitivities because a wrestling show is all about bombast it's about you know flashing lights it's about pyro it's about loud music it's about che crowds cheering and, you know booing and, and you know even you know a chop to the chest or you know just a standard you know the st standard sound of a bump on the ring you know i can understand uh, how those things can trigger people, you know, especially, you know, uh, one of our close friends who I'm not going to name right now, you know, um, he, there were times where he was having, you know, kind of a difficult time on our trip to all in, you know, because of things like that. So what Brandy is doing right there, that is incredibly forward thinking and just really awesome all around. I think it's fantastic. Yes, and I am, I am very much, like I said, in my, my personal life and all those things, I'm learning to be more sensitive to that uh, because, you know, you know, I need to be. And it's just like I've probably been around people that had all these sorts of things, and, you know, it's not something they tell you. So I'll, I've learned, you know, I'm, I'm learning. Not I haven't learned. I am not there yet, but I am <laughs> learning to read the room more and maybe tone down my Floydness a little bit. You know, <laughs> because it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, don't don't turn it down too much because you know Floyd in wrestling mode is really a sight to behold. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. It's it's a different experience, and it's like a lot of people around me. They're like, you know, everybody, and I'm like, yeah, because I talk to everybody, so I'm friends with everybody, whether they want me to be or not. 
So that's kind of <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a thing I have to watch out for now. Uh, but I think this is amazing. Uh, definitely uh, pull up Culture City on Twitter. Do whatever you can to support it. I think this is an amazing nonprofit. I've I've done a little research, and I just think what they do as far as to be inclusive again. It, it lends the idea to the AEW is for everybody. This is yeah. a, a super focus of this brand is to make sure everybody knows it is for everybody. I mean, all, all elite, you know, AEW doesn't just stand for all elite. It stands for all everyone. Yes, yes, yes. It, it's the, they are trying to be the most inclusive wrestling company in the world, and they are doing a great job. Uh, she didn't announce this new talent, B. Priestley. Uh, I don't know if you know who B Priestley is. She is she dates Will Osprey. Okay. And they actually had a Twitter get a pug for B where you had to get tweets and follows so uh Will Osprey and her could get a pug and she now has two pugs. But she, uh, let me let me stop there. She's an amazing freaking wrestler. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say she's the greatest wrestler alive, but every time every time I've seen her like which is probably like four or five times i've been impressed and i mm-hmm. mean she was like when people, when we were doing the list of women we wanted to sign with aw she was in my five she was very much in my five uh so i was very excited to see her sign because it's just she's super she's like cody said she's fresh um what did you think of it do you are you familiar with her well, I mean, they, they showed the uh, clips of her wrestling. It looks like she goes pretty hard. And Floyd, you know, we found out that all you need to do to get signed to AEW, Floyd, you just need to go up and punch Brandy in the face. Kick her in the face really hard. <laughs> Kick her in the face really hard. They get you signed to AEW. Uh, yeah, so I, I remember when she that they, happened, and I guess she got a pretty stiff kick, and there was, I believe, some tweets about it. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I, I guess she's an amazing wrestler. Uh, she's very physical. I think they are building the women's division uh, well. I've heard, I saw some people say she could be the ace of the women's division. I mean, she could be. I think they're still building their women's division. I don't think they really decided on that. Uh, I know Britt Baker's going to uh, play a major role into it. Uh, uh, Kylie, uh, Kylie Ray is kind of the young up and comer. Madison Rain just got released, or uh, just worked out her release from ROH, and she worked all in. Hopefully, she can come in AEW. It's just the great it's, thing. It's way too early to tell. I mean, you know, we don't we don't even have a set roster or a card going right now. You know, we we don't have a TV deal announced. It's it's too early to speculate, really. But absolutely. there's a lot of talent yes. on, on that uh, women's roster. I, absolutely, and that's all I was saying is that. I mean, this is a great talent-building time, and that's what they need to do. And I'm just like, is B. Priestley a piece? Yes, she is going to be a piece in the ultimate, uh, and in the ultimate of what their women's division looks like. And it's funny because it seems like all or nothing, you could all uh, uh, double or nothing, the road to double or nothing. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of got a UK vibe to it because on the first episode they announced Jimmy Havoc last week they announced Kip Sabian a UK wrestler and this year uh, this week they announced Big Priestley uh, mm-hmm. who's also a UK wrestler so they just like and, and she kind of she kind of wears like a face mask like Jimmy Havoc too uh, yes she has a, she a very she has this uh, monster inside of her kind of gimmick 
she is uh you know that's that's her gimmick so that works uh her first show will be in jacksonville fight for the fallen in july uh still and it's like one of those things it was the one show i can't i know i'm not going to yeah (laughs) Uh, because it's like it's i from what i understand it's probably going to be two days after i get married yeah. <laughs> so I will not be at that show. <laughs> I say it's like you get married, you go to the show two days later, third day, get the get the annulment, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to say I don't if I asked her to go to the show, I think I would be getting an annulment. <laughs> so no, uh it's it's gonna be a really uh I hope it's it's a really good show. It's gonna be a good show for a good cause because they I feel like they're they're at this point where they know before the TV, if they get a TV deal or whatever they do, they're gonna have to keep knocking home runs on these pay per views. These are gonna be the paper best pay per views of your life because they gotta build the buzz for you know when they finally do show up on TV. But that was it to roll the double uh, roll to double or nothing episode. Well, hold on, Floyd. I want to point something out to you. Maybe uh, I want to see if you caught this or not. Now, Cody, he was talking to some gentleman on the couch before Brandy came into the office. Uh, do you know who that was? Is, uh, he, is he important? N- yes, he's like he's like the... I forgot his role, and I will make sure I know his full name and his role before next week, but he's on every show. He's the bald guy that's always on yeah. the couch. Yeah, uh, I forgot his... I knew his name the first episode, and, I, and it keeps skipping past me, but he's he's very much part of their uh, talent uh, relations team. Well, I I just want to talk to him about his magic apple, because if you look at the uh, at that segment, at one point he is almost done with that apple. Mm-hmm. And then there's a cut to a close-up of Brandy, and then you go back, that apple is full. Just the first bite hasn't even been taken out of it. So either he is eating a bunch of apples, or that was a really bad editing gap. Yes, he is. That, that was I, a terrible. That, that was a new apple. It was a new that, that's, apple. That, that's one of the things you learn whenever you're putting stuff together. Is never if you're going to have a, a food in your scene, you make sure that you have a lot of the same looking food, or else you're going to be <laughs> you're going to be eating twenty sandwiches unless you can't get the, the uh, take right. You know. Uh. You can't just eat half of the sandwich and then have a full one, you know, later on. You gotta have the same looking sandwich in every shot. Well, you had me at eating twenty sandwiches, so I'm down. <laughs> You're just gonna screw up every take on purpose. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no. Uh, but did uh, I? I did skip over a part uh, where if Brandy is done recording and she talks about and she says she doesn't know why Cody's rushing back from the knee injury to get back for double or nothing. He should just you know wait and make sure he's healed up. He does. She doesn't want to see see the match with Beep anyway, and then it goes away, and it's just like. It's like one of those things. I, I, you know, a lot of people are speculating gold dust. Uh, yeah. Dustin Rhodes. He has switched all his Twitter stuff to Dustin Rhodes. So taking the WWE out of it, kind of similar what the Undertaker did uh, before <laughs> he started taking outside bookings. So that might be a thing. I like I said. Uh, where she was like, I don't want to see the match. I think it still leans to my idea that it might be Flip Gordon. Because you know, flips you know, kayfabe flips her best friend. You know, she doesn't yeah. want to see Cody beat up her best friend. I'm excited. I, I love that. I love that they're not announcing it. I don't. I think 
seriously, maybe the week before. Personally, I'm just announcing it at the show. Don't even, yeah. don't even. I mean, it's sold out. You know, <laughs> just <clears throat> announce it at the show. Let that be the last piece of information. You don't even know who's booked to go in the show. I would be down with that. I, I have a feeling they're going to announce it before then, but I'm okay with it not being told. Well, I mean, you know. Going back to being the elite, they did skip past Flip pretty quickly. So yeah, 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 yeah. You get it, you get it, you get it. Ease, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know what they're. <laughs> they, they know how dude. to cheat. They just don't know how to edit so the apple doesn't look. You know, dude. They magic. they just they just again, they just lucked lucked into selling out uh, the event in Las Vegas. Just. You know, people are going to get tired of it. They're going to see through all the crap. They're going to, everybody's going to discover that they don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily, they got Chris Jericho there to sell tickets for them. Luckily, they do. <laughs> so, um, with just a little news Cody announced on Triple H YouTube that he will be appearing at the Ray de Reyes on March 16th. It's like they do a big event before, I guess, Triple Mania. Uh, Cody's still injured, so pretty much everyone's assuming that it will just be an appearance of some kind, maybe announcing when someone is going to be uh, wrestling for All Elite, or just, you know, just doing the wave or whatever. Uh, yep. Yeah, so hopefully that should be pretty cool. I, I do like this whole idea that he goes AAA, you know, AAA sends people them. I like I said, it could be a mutual beneficial, <clears throat> a mutually beneficial uh, partnership if done correctly. Because, like I said, I don't know who anyone, for the most part, in AAA is that you know that doesn't wrestle in America. So, if they bring some of those people that I don't, not very familiar with, you know, you could build a new fan. Because I've never been that big a fan of Lucha, but you know, I'm I, I'm open minded. Oh. I mean, you know, that's how uh, WCW got a lot of their buzz, yeah. you know, with the cruiserweight division, you know. So, you know, I, I think any time that wrestling companies work together, there's no downside to that. Yeah. It just it makes the business healthier and more interesting across the board. All right. Someone, some of you <laughs> tuned in for this. It's We're announcing another giveaway uh, from All Things Elite. We are giving away. Another AEW hoodie, which we've given away two of those. One, just uh, as of Friday morning, was just picked up by the first winner in Australia. Uh, a lot of things I control. I can't take a control how long it takes to deliver. But, yeah, she finally got her hoodie, and she's supposed to be posting a picture uh, sometime today. So, on this contest, we're giving away the hoodie, and and there's more. Wait, point, point. You can't be doing this. You can't give away all of this stuff. Do you know the precedent you're setting for your podcast? Uh, dude, dude, and that is the precedent I'm willing to hang with. Oh, I my like, God. I like giving away free shit. You know, I got like 300 shirts and pretty much everything AEW you can get. So, you know what? I'm going to give away stuff. Floyd, you're an absolute madman for doing this. <laughs> yes, I, I love I love the people that listen. I am uh, about again. We're about changing the wrestling universe. That is the goal. So you know what? I know some people that listen to me. They can't run out and get on any of this AEW stuff. They have these little things called bills. You know, 
They come every month. They suck. Well, uh, well, I'm I'm going on record saying that I am against this. I think they should go out and get their own stuff. But you do what you want to do, Floyd. It's your show. Give away as much stuff as you want. To qualify, because I will definitely be giving away stuff. To qualify, you have to be a follower of all things elite on Twitter, and then so what's that's, that handle there, Floyd? It is at at elite pod at at elite pod so you go to that twitter handle so you already have to be following this is something you should already be doing there's the following now what we're adding on is now you have to make sure you're subscribing to the social suplex podcast network and uh, after this call you're going to get a interview with a guest of ours her name is tiffany uh, she is uh, she is the host of a YouTube show called um, Heart of the Elite with Tiffany. So you have to go subscribe to her YouTube channel. And that is, again, Heart of the Elite with Tiffany. You'll get more information. Smash that subscribe button. Yes, smash the subscribe button. So then you're going to send us a screenshot. Now you can put the screenshot in the comments of the uh, post of this uh, channel, of this uh, episode, or you can send it to me directly, which is probably the best way, to allthingseletepod at gmail.com. Again, that's allthingseletepod at gmail.com. So we're going to do this one for two weeks. The winner will be announced on the appropriate day of 316. <laughs> uh, so that will announce the winners. There will be two winners. The first prize will be the hoodie. The second prize will be the backpack. And it will be completely random, just like it was before. And we are looking forward to having a ton of people enter. And, you know, I've, I've been with Floyd whenever we do our, you know, Royal Rumble uh, pool and everything. And he, he doesn't gimmick out these uh, hoodies and backpacks. You know, I've seen him go to the random number generator site and then bang, that's your winner. So there's no funny business with Floyd when it comes to these prizes. Dude, because if there was funny business, I guarantee you I wouldn't have shipped something to Australia. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, financially, it just it wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, the winner is Dan. The winner is Ryan. The winner is it'll be a bunch of people in Oklahoma City. <laughs> so I could just go hand them their shit and not pay a shipping fee. No, but I, I've I've shipped to Australia. The other person uh the other person was domestic. Uh was domestic. But there has been such a run on the hoodies that they actually emailed me that they were trying to fulfill it because I guess a lot of people are ordering the hoodies. So you get a chance to win a very, very hot item uh, from uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. A shout out to Pro Wrestling Tees. You can, and even though they're not sponsoring me, you can definitely go to ProWrestlingTees.com and get any of the stuff we give away. That's pretty much what I do. I wait until you win. I get the size you want in your address, and I just go buy it, and I ship it to you. That's and, and, and I'm sure if you're listening to this pod, then you know what Pro Wrestling Tees is, but you know that money goes directly to the wrestlers with their own shops on that site. So just a fantastic organization, and everything that they've done for wrestling is quite outstanding. 
Well, Dan, I would like to thank you for being on the show this week. Uh, again, you, uh, like I said, you bring the funny. I think you brought a little funny out of me. Like I said, I I, I always say I I am never funny on purpose. Usually when I'm trying to be funny, it's flat. It's usually when I'm being mean that people end up laughing. So um, so I really thank you. You, you. you brought the funny this week. I appreciate you getting up. You're busy morning. You're, you're extremely busy morning. You're taking time out. Uh, yeah. Uh, what you got planned for the rest of the day? Uh, probably going back to sleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, just... Uh, watch some stuff on TV. Not really anything to do. Uh, Floyd, I I have to ask you though, uh, how much am I getting paid for this show? Man, you know what? You know what I'm going to do for you? If you come over to my house, I got a bottle of water on me. Wow. On me. For you. <laughs> on me. I'm reaching down in there and getting that bottle of water. You know, for you. Uh, you know what? And hey, in, in it for you. You can go in your closet and you can look at a Kenny Omega T-shirt <laughs> on me, sir. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but uh, no. Uh, I definitely thank you for being on the show. I'm going to see How to Train Your Dragon three later today. Okay. Yeah, and that's gonna be fun. And after I sleep, because I'm about to sleep for the first time. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say this: I do have my uh, AMC A list uh popped up. For this weekend, I have Apollo 11, that documentary in IMAX at Quail. And then uh, Sunday, I will be watching Greta, which I'm really excited for, too. Yeah, that looks a really freaky movie. Well, again, uh, again, I said it before, I thank you. Next thing you will hear on the show, because this is not the end of the show, I'd like you to hang around. You'll hear an interview with Tiffany. She is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, Cody fans in the world. We discuss her fandom with uh, her Cody fandom. We also discuss hashtag uh, feel full gear challenge. I blanked there for a second. So it's hashtag full gear challenge. And we're going to talk more about the contest. So uh, for Dan, this is Floyd. I say no matter what you do, losing weight, working hard, being a parent or whatever, always remember elite hello this is continuation of the episode six of all things elite i am floyd johnson and with me as promised is uh, the queen of the nightmare family fandom miss tiffany how are you doing today i am great thank you so much for having me floyd oh man it has been awesome uh Ever since, it's kind of weird to say it, ever since I discovered you, <laughs> I've been a big, I am actually a fan of your fandom, which is kind of, oh, <laughs> which is kind of weird because, uh, you know, I like last year, it, it was after all, because I didn't actually know who you were, because I was at All In and you were at All In and StarCast and everything, and it's funny, all your pictures, we were all, we were in the same lines. And all of the oh, same of lines. <laughs> I was like, I, you know, I've had a lot of people that I've connected with since Lynn say that, and they were like, I was right there by you and didn't know it, and wish that I could have hooked up and met with you and during that weekend. And so now we're just gonna have to redo that at at Double or Nothing. <laughs> so it's pretty exciting. <laughs> that is pretty exciting, and it was funny because in my group or friends i'm like the biggest cody fan ever and i was like man i I know it's like man yeah yeah i I love cody more than anyone and then (laughs) then i followed you 
And then I was like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm not the biggest, no, I'm not even close to the biggest Cody fan <laughs> ever. So I was like, it was like, she go. I mean, I go to a lot of stuff, and a lot of my friends is like, you go to everything. I'm like, no, Tiffany goes <laughs> to everything. <laughs> I try, I try, I try not to miss anything. It's it's hard to do sometimes, but I I always tend to somehow work it out. So yes, uh, yeah, my friends uh, thought I was crazy when I went to NWA seventy. Uh, I was oh like, yeah, yeah. Cody main event. Cody main event. I was like, yeah, Cody's main event, and I'm gonna be there. Made it a weekend. Exactly. It's like so it was awesome. Uh but yes, I definitely again uh thank you for uh being on the show. I'm um first let's start with this. How did you start watching wrestling? Um, I've actually been a wrestling fan since I was a child. Um my parents were both wrestling fans. Um my mom especially and I um connected over it and so she was my wrestling buddy all along and um she passed away when I was 25 so back in 2007. So we got to do uh, WrestleMania together and several events, so it was kind of our thing to connect on. So I've carried that with me since, and I feel like all of the things that have happened since then as far as, you know, just with the Elite and things like that, I kind of have a, a thing where I think, you know, maybe she has a hand in on it because it's been such a source of happiness for me since losing her that, for me, just, you know, Cody kind of showing up in 2007, and that's when she passed away. I've told Cody before, I'm like, I feel like, he came at the right time when I need something to focus on besides the bad things that happened and just kind of went with it with uh, the Cody fandom. And then just basically now here I am, you know, over a decade later, just absolutely supporting him 110%. But yeah, my parents are the ones that started me being wrestling fans basically since I was old enough to know what it was. So oh, that, 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 man, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. I was like, um, well, when people ask me when I started watching wrestling, for me, I, it was birth. I don't even remember a time in my life wrestling exactly. wasn't a, <laughs> wrestling wasn't a part of it. And of course, that came you know comes from your parents. So, do you uh, remember your first event with Cody where you met him? Um, the first event where well, the first event I saw Cody at live, I believe, was his Royal Rumble debut, which was in uh, Madison Square Garden in 2008. I believe was the first time I saw him action live. Um, the first time I met him was during an event. We went to, we road tripped it from, at the time I lived in Indiana, I went to Detroit to meet up with friends and we road tripped it to Ohio for, I believe it was Raw, and I ran into Cody at the hotel because we happened to be staying at the same hotel as Talent were. And uh, I actually had a gift for Cody and gave it to him and it was the whole thing. And he was super sweet about it. But that was the first time I met him, which was back in 2009 as far as meeting him in person. But my first time actually getting to, even though I'd watched him on TV, but like to actually see him in person live wrestling was his, his uh, Royal Rumble debut, which is pretty wild. I know that's that is that's amazing. Two thousand eight Royal Rumble, man, that's a long time ago. That's that's a long time ago. I'm gonna ask the question. A lot of our fans and friends probably want to know why Cody. What about Cody? I mean, I know why I like um, Cody. Why do you like <laughs> Cody? I think something I've always said when I very first saw Cody, um, my first experience with Cody was actually non-wrestling. It was when he inducted Dusty into the Hall of Fame. And I didn't know Dusty's kid at the time. I just, you know, he was inducting one of my favorite wrestlers from the from childhood. And 
listening to his speech about Dusty literally made me cry and gave me goosebumps. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I need to know more about him because, of course, when they talk about, you know, this is Dusty's kid Cody, he's wrestling in OVW, whatever. And at that point, it was just like, I need to know more about him. And then just started to dig into the OVW stuff. And then, you know, when he debuted with WWE, it just kind of went from there. And I think, you know, with Cody, it was one of those things where, you know, no matter what he was doing, if he was just kind of teaming with this person or that person and or whatever, you could always just feel there was something about him. Like, he loved wrestling so much, and it was so apparent. And I always thought he's been so good at what he does and so underrated compared to, like, I said in my last video on my YouTube channel that he, everyone always would, like, bet on the other guy when he was in tag teams and stuff, you know, throughout his career, but they should have been betting on Cody. And I think it's because of that, because he's always had that extra something, that passion. And unlike most, I mean, like, every wrestler has passion, this and that, but for Cody, for me personally, when I watch him, I feel it. And just, you know, on a level, not like I do with certain people, and it's nothing, it's not a knock to anyone, but that's why Cody's my favorite, because when I watch him, I feel that passion and just, it's something I'm like I get from any other wrestler when I watch them. And you know what? And I can agree with that. Ever since I first, for me, my first experience with Cody was when he came, you know, was on the main roster and uh, they were bringing him up. He was teaming with Hardcore Holly, you know, and they were the champions or whatever. And they were, mm -hmm. you know, debuting him and everything. And it was just like, I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people know. It's like he does all the little things. The yes, micro, yeah, absolutely. The micro expressions. It's like when he's in a character, no matter what character he's playing, he's 110% into that character. And it's just like, you don't get that from a lot of people. You, no, you don't. And that's, that ahead. is, yeah, like you said, that's something that I totally agree with and that with him, it is, it, it's from start to finish, you know, whether he is, you know, backstage, if he's entering the ring, while he's in the ring, when he's exiting, like, he, he doesn't turn it off. And I think it, that's something, too, like you just said, that's such a great way of putting it. It's just, it's all the little things that not everyone does. Everyone, you know, most wrestlers can go out and give you a great match and, and even maybe a memorable match. But Cody doesn't stop, you know, just when he gets in the ring and out of the ring. He's just always putting into what he's doing no matter what. And I just think that sets him apart. Yeah, it's just uh, with some wrestlers, you can tell when they're doing something they don't want to do. And, mm -hmm. and like, I'm not going to name any names or anything like that because that's what not this is not about. But you can tell when they're in a role or they're doing something they don't want to do. You can kind of see it on their face and their actions and their interactions. I never got that feeling with Cody. Even when most people he w thought he was at his unhappiest in his Stardust character, it was like mm -hmm. he was all the way into Stardust. Yeah, absolutely. Still giving it 110% no matter what. 100%. I totally agree with that. So I'll ask, what's your favorite role or iteration of Mr. Cody? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I absolutely love the grotesque mask-wearing Cody. Um, I I just loved everything he did with that, the paper bags, and just the uh, the promos he cut at that time were so good. I, I thought that was definitely at the top of the list. Um when he reintroduced the Intercontinental title and brought back the classic white title and had some really good interactions with Booker T, um, it was it, that was also another time I really loved. And then obviously, like, the easy answer is to say post-WWE, everything he's done since then, um, that, that's an easy answer, but I don't think that it should be forgotten that he did so much in WWE and was excellent at everything he did there, which led him to be able to be where he is now, 
But um, in WWE, most definitely the grotesque mask, you know, that whole character just, I just love that so much. Um, I thought everything about it, again, you know, with him, you know, he, any signing he did, anything he did, it, it was never, he's always start to finish, never just in the ring. He would wear that mask and he would own that character. And so I just always loved that. Um, I, I'm kind of obviously biased because I think everything Cody does is great because I also have to mention dashing Cody Rhodes because those videos he did, I mean, again, no matter what, I don't know if, you know, I honestly don't know how Cody felt about some of those videos, how he felt doing them, but you would never know he didn't 100% want to do them because he did them so well and just gave it it all, gave it his all, like from, you know, lip gloss to shaving the legs, whatever it was, he owned it. And the dashing character was just really cool to see too because I thought that was a cool way for Cody to kind of just break out of his shell and do something so different and just kind of be able to showcase a personality that he never really had the chance to do before. So within WWE, those three things stand out um, a lot. And, you know, and like I said, obviously post WWE, everything he's done since leaving is just been exceptional. And I feel like somehow he manages to continue to outdo himself and get better, which seems impossible at this point, but he keeps doing it. So. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? It's funny. I get, I get kind of destroyed between my friends. I always say Stardust is my favorite. And, and <laughs> nothing people, wrong with that and people laugh i was like dude i was like i feel and again my point i always say my point is positivity so i'm not gonna go too far into this but i feel wwe stopped so short on that character it could have been so mm-hmm. much more i think because he was so good at it and it was such when at its purity it was such the antithesis of what they were trying to do with john cena that was a natural mm-hmm. rivalry to me that could have lasted longer but. Yeah, I agree. I think that Stardust has so much more potential, but I feel like it went from being Cody's own thing to just kind of grouping it with Goldust and then almost making, giving, like, taking away the uniqueness that Cody would have even brought more to Stardust. But I think given with what he had to work with, he did amazing with it. And I'm with you. I would have loved to have seen if the if it was in Cody's hands to completely turn into his own thing. I would have loved to see what would have happened with that. Yes, and like I said, that that would have been awesome. Um, as far as as far as Cody and his family, how many times have you met? I mean, like the pictures and did the meetups with Cody, or is oh, it countable? I, <laughs> I don't even know at this point. Um, I've I've been very very lucky with Cody. Um, I like I said, I first met him in two thousand nine, and I would go to so many shows that he got to know me over the years. And when he met Brandy, um. I was, you know, I didn't follow Brandy at the time, and I told her that. I was like, I'm not just going to follow someone because they're dating Cody, but I seen Cody in Tulsa during SmackDown event one time, and I had these bracelets I made that were like Roads or Riot bracelets, um, hashtag Roads or Riot, and they were like those silicone bracelets, and I had a whole bunch of them made. I sent them all over the world to fans who wanted them so we could all support Cody and just do something cool and fun together. And I brought a couple of those, and I gave one to Cody, and I said, hey, this is for Brandy. And he's like, oh, that's cool. She'll probably wear it. So um, I go and check her Twitter later that day, and I saw that she had tweeted to the fan who gave Cody the bracelet for me. That was really sweet. Thank you. So I replied, and I was like, hey, that was me. And so we started following each other on there. And uh, excuse me. So it kind of just really a friendship was born at that point. And it's really funny because, you know, with Brandy and I, it was just completely organic through Cody giving that bracelet we ended up becoming friends talking through DMs and then we started playing like um hanging with friends together on our iPhones and chatting through there 
and then just eventually exchanged numbers and became super close. So like as far as that, as far as meeting them goes, at this point it just feels like, you know, seeing friends. Um, they actually invited me to their wedding, so I was at their wedding. So it doesn't feel like fan encounters. It's just when I go to events, I, I hope to run into my friends. So. And, and that's truly awesome, that, uh, that connection you've made with them and their family, because you've met pretty much all the roads, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. I have. Yeah, I'm like this <laughs> Dustin and um, the, the sister, or what's her name? I'm sorry. I, yeah, Teal and Kevin, um, Cody's sister and her husband, and then, of course, Dustin and his wife, Terrell. Um, I've met Dusty several times, and Cody's amazing mom, Michelle. So I've, I've been very lucky. And it was kind of funny, at the wedding, I had asked uh, Dustin's wife, I said, I really want to meet Shell, can you introduce me? And so Terrell's like, yeah, let's go, let's go meet Shell. So she takes me over there, and then um, she's like, this is Tiffany, and Shell goes, I know who Tiffany is. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was kind of a cool moment, because I was just like, it would be such an honor to meet Cody's mom, and then she knew who I was. So that was pretty, pretty neat. That, that yeah, man, that's that's awesome. It's like the type of <laughs> the type of friendship that you hope. You know, it's kind of weird because you know people, you know, fans kind of get a stigma. But it's kind of friendship that you hope can develop. You know, when you find someone that you genuinely like, because sometimes you're just a fan yeah. of their character, and sometimes you like a move that they do. But when you are a fan or of the genuine person, it is kind of cool when you can. It is definitely cool when you can uh, become actual friends with them so a weirder question or not even a weird question but um what's the furthest you've been to to support cody um the furthest goodness um i i'm trying to think i've gone to i've gone to several like one like overnight trips um i want to say depending where i've been living at the time because i'm originally from indiana i live in kansas city now but um Anywhere from going overnight down to Florida, which I've gone for uh, FCW event and uh, NXT event. When in NXT, when he wrestled um, Seth Rollins, and then FCW is when he teamed with Dustin and Dusty in a uh, six-man tag match, um, and that was in Kissimmee, Florida. Um, I've gone. I'm trying to think now off the top of my head. There's been so many trips that it's kind of hard to know which was furthest. I want to say like maybe Florida was the farthest. Um, I guess maybe the Bahamas. I don't know if that's farther because I went on a ship and then a cruise to see him wrestle. So there's, so there's that. Um, but it's been all over. I mean, New York, Florida, um, anywhere over the United States, and you know, and I'm most definitely willing to travel abroad to see him at well, as well. Besides going on the cruise, that hasn't happened yet. But stay tuned to 2019. I've got some plans. So. <laughs> So um, I was going to say, now we're going to pretty much go into his time with the Elite, the Bullet Club. What was your original thought when he joined the Bullet Club, when they did the video vignette and he joined the Bullet Club? Um, I was really excited. I thought the New Japan video that they put out was just so exceptional. It got me really excited for it. And um, I was already familiar with the Bullet Club and kind of, kind of uh, you know, getting into them as well. So it was kind of one of those things where, I was like, well, this is kind of a perfect marriage because I think Cody, you know, leaving WWE and being on his own, you know, like, you know, I think he felt he had something to prove, obviously, to a lot of people. And I think being able to put him in a group of people that are established on that scene and help him just kind of put himself out there and let everyone see just how special he is, but have that backup of a group that's established. I think that was just a perfect way to do it. So I was really excited. And 
didn't know what to expect from it, it you know, because it's just something that was so new to us from Cody, but the American Nightmare, the whole thing, just it just blossomed so perfectly. And I think that putting him with the Bullet Club, it was a perfect way for him to stand out on his own with still having some surrounding characters around him to kind of just help help you know him connect with other people on that independent scene that he was never a part of before. Did you think he could become this big? Even in your like wildest dreams, did you think he could become this big? A hundred percent. Um, I, I can find tweets that I've posted years ago before he even left WWE where I was like, Cody will prove you wrong. Just wait. And I've always said it. Um, I have posted blogs in the past, um, about it and just how, you know, give it, give it time. Cody will prove all the people who, you know, all the naysayers wrong. I've, I've always said it and he knows it. And, uh, that's one thing, like, I, you know, I, I don't throw around the whole, like, well, I've been a fan since day one. Like, I don't throw that around about much except Cody because I, it genuinely is true. I've just always known he could do this, and I've always just wanted to see the world embrace him. So that's what's happened. And, I mean, I guess if you say in my wildest dreams that I think he would be able to start his own company and do all this, I don't know. I mean, I don't think anyone could have dreamed that. But, but as far as his success and becoming multi you know champions in so many different promotions in the world just falling in love with him i knew he just needed the right platform to put it out there and that it would happen eventually yeah i will even say as a huge cody fan he's of course my favorite wrestler uh i i would even said i thought his thing was he was gonna go uh, go away prove that he was a huge star and then go back to wwe and you know hopefully, you know, and, and be at a lot higher point on the card. That's what I always thought. I didn't know if yeah, that was the plan, sure. but that was what I was hoping. You know, I've always, I mean, I've always said my dream match was him versus Triple H and Mania. That was always my mm-hmm. dream match for Cody because I just thought, you know, that would be perfect, you know, go from where he was to being in the main event. So what is your Cody dream match? Oh goodness, my Cody Dream match. That is a hard one. Um, goodness, I'm I'm have to give this one some thought. I do. I think actually Cody versus Triple H on any platform would be awesome. And if it ever happens someday, never say never. Um, wow, that would be incredible. But um, off the top of my head, I I'm not sure. You caught me off guard with that one. I don't even know that I have a dream match really. I think um, the All In match with Nick Aldis, just seeing Cody win the NWA title, like. That those two just have so much chemistry. So getting to see him win that at Olin was great. And then the two out of three falls match at NWA seventy was excellent. Um, I really, I mean, it's not. I guess this really isn't a dream match, but just off the top of my head, the match that comes to mind that I really still want to see is a part three between them two, and I would love it to be a sixty minute Iron Man match. So I guess in the, you know, in the foreseeable future, not so much like a dream match that may or may not ever happen, but I feel like this could happen someday. I would absolutely love to see Nick Aldis versus Cody in a 60-minute Iron Man match. That's like the third rubber match of the of the series. So we are absolutely on the same page with that. When people ask me, uh, <laughs> when uh, people ask me, uh, what do you want to happen at Double or Nothing? And I'm like, Aldis. I mean, that's, that's yeah. who I want. <laughs> I was like, I saw the first match, and it was amazing. It was one of the best it was like you know the cody talks about his favorite match being hogan versus the rock and how the fans were completely nuts that whole match and took it over and it was like for me that was my hogan rock moment 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. Because the fans were completely into that match the whole time. And then NWA 70, I don't even think NWA, I don't think Billy Corgan and Lagana, if you ask them, did they think it was going to be that packed? You know, and the fans were going to be that crazy. I don't even think they would have thought so. But No, I don't think they could have predicted that in the match itself. I mean, no matter what the outcome was, that match was just, I, there's no words to describe that match. It was just so good. And I feel like we absolutely have to get that third match because they're tied now and you have to have that tiebreaker match. And, I mean, could you imagine a 60-minute Ironman match with those two? Like, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. Yes, that would be that would be an amazing match. I don't care when it is it's like one of those times uh i i don't care when it is i would find a way to be there except yes. in, <laughs> except in july that's the only like I, the july one is the only one i can't go to because i believe it's going to be on the 20th i don't know what date mm-hmm. that they have announced and i literally get married on the 18th so Oh, wow. Well, that's a good reason to miss it. It's the only (laughs) event. Like, this year when they put out there, it's like, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I can't be there. If they're listening, we don't don't want Cody Aldis on that show. Guys, don't do that to Floyd. Please don't do that to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... Like, and the other uh, fine. Yes, and it's and it's even more hilarious. I'll be on my honeymoon. My honeymoon is in Destin, Florida, so I won't be too oh, far wow. from it. But yeah, I, I I was like, say my fiance loves me. Ah, I think there's a limit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's gonna be a limit no matter what. Yeah, she knows how much I that's, love Cody, but that's a limit. No, but um, so you are you were at all in. You were on the cruise. You're going to be yes. at your, your first roll at Double or Nothing. And yes. so the plan is to be in Jacksonville. Now, I've heard rumors, rumors in the innuendo. And for, for me, I don't consider myself wrestling media at all. So I do delve into rumors in the innuendo. If they go to the UK, are you going to be able to make that one? Uh, if they go, I've heard rumors that it's possible. If they go, uh, I if I'm not there, it's, it will be because I couldn't absolutely make it happen but i plan to 100 percent do everything in my power to be there um i really do want to commit to my goals that i posted on my twitter that the, at the very top of the list was to attend every event AD, AEW does in 2019 and i posted that knowing that there was a rumor that they were going to do a show in the uk so if i can make it happen i 100 percent want to and plan to all right well now we're going to get more into the power of and, it, and people might choke a little bit if they're not big fans, but I don't know why they're listening to this if they're not fans of the Elite. But um, uh, the power of the Elite fandom, uh, the positivity uh, right now, what's going on is a hashtag full gear challenge. Is that what? Yeah, full gear challenge. And yep, you're, full gear challenge, yes. Yeah, and you are knee deep in it uh what it is is it is uh supporting hangman on his journey journey to get in full gear shape for double or nothing it really did just start as a joke from being the elite and it did and it's turned into such a bigger thing i i i think it is very much when people ask me you know what about the elite that if, that you love or what about the elite that's great and i was like it's like when you're in the fandom the positivity and support that you get from each other you know so Definitely. this is one of a big thing this is a big thing as you are supporting people get living uh, a healthier lifestyle now you 
you've been doing your healthier lifestyle for a few years now, right? Yes, yes, I have. Yes, and oh my God, the uh, I think the work you've put in. Hashtag do the work. Uh, the work <laughs> you've put in and uh, the shape you've gotten into is amazing. What motivated you. you to get started? Um, initially, it was just kind of a, a health decision. I, you know, I kind of felt like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm not getting any younger. You know, I know a lot of people don't realize that I'm 37. And I was like, you know, I, I can do this. I just have to commit to it. And so I always kind of used um, actually upcoming like wrestling events as motivation. Like, okay, I'm going to be going to a wrestling event here. I don't want to look terrible. So let's start, you know, let's work towards this goal, but let's do it, you know, let's do it the right way and, you know, be healthy on it. And um, so I did make a, a ton of progress. Um, but, you know, I'm human. And so even I, you know, have went off a few times and picked up some of the weight that I have lost. Um, I'm still very proud of where I'm at now, but I know I can get back where I was and even better than that. So the whole full gear challenge just kind of came at the right time for everybody, I think, who, you know, has any kind of like self-improvement they want to do before Double or Nothing weekend. And like you said, it, it started as a bit on BTE and it, you know, it was kind of a, you know, it's a funny bit, but at the same time, you know, we took that and, and turn it into something special. And uh, Andy and Amy are huge on it as well. And they're the ones that I think kind of started it. And then, um, you know, I join in with them. And, you know, I like you said about the uh, fandom, it's just it, it's so motivating towards each other. I think, you know, very positive, very welcoming, and very supportive. And I think that sets it apart from a lot of other fandoms, not just in wrestling, but in any kind of form of sports or entertainment. And so just, you know, the timing was just right. We have about 90 days double or nothing which is a very realistic safe time to make some significant progress um, health-wise for people so you know for me it was just kind of you know a self-decision that hey you know I, I can be healthier than this and I can you know I could be happier with how I look, and you know I'm just going to commit to it and then the full gear challenge kind of came like I said perfect timing where we could all come together and I tell you there's nothing better than having a huge group of support from people who are into the same things that you're into and, and, you know, who can cheer you on. And if you're having trouble, hey, I'll just hashtag, you know, full gear challenge on Twitter and 20 people will reply and tell me, hey, you've got this. So I think that really makes it special. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of really cool before and after photos at uh, Double or Nothing for sure. Yeah, that is, uh, that you know, like I said, that is amazing. It's inspiring. I mean, like me, I'm not in the greatest of shape, but it has definitely put me on the path to starting again i definitely want to want to try to get into better shape before the show but um what are what are your methods what do you do uh i mean um, are you low calorie are you keto what's your thing i i tried keto and i think it's a great idea for some people it just didn't work for me um i personally do my best when i just do uh tracking of my calories um I actually, it's an app. I'm not like endorsing anything, but it just helps me. And it's, it's a free app that it's called lose it. And it literally is so easy to use. You put in your, your current weight, your height, your age, your gender, and your goal weight. And it essentially creates your calorie budget. And then from there you enter food. You can use your camera on your phone to scan barcodes if you need, if that's easier for you, or you can just search for food, track what you eat. If you exercise, you essentially earn calories back. So say you do like 30 minutes on the elliptical and burn 300 calories that will go into your uh, budget for the day. So if you, you know, eat a little extra, whatever, and it safely keeps you on track because, you know, the one thing that, you know, it's hard to do is 
some people do is just like crash diets or starve themselves or whatever. And you know, that's, that's not healthy. And you will eventually it'll get old and you'll, you'll fall off because you're depriving yourself of things you literally need to live. So if you do an app like my, my fitness pal or lose it or anything like that, it, it gives you the safe, uh, budget and safe plan on how to do it and then you just from there you just make sure you track everything and you know the one thing I can tell you too is just like I've learned personally is not to beat yourself up for going off um Sunday was my sister's birthday we went out and had creo food and I mean I surely did not track my calories that day but then I got right back on track on Monday so you know we're going to have things that come up where you have a you know a special occasion or whatever and it's okay to just enjoy that and then just make sure the next day you just get right back on track so for me like i said tracking calories and staying within that budget that's what's worked for me personally yes and it has worked like i said it has worked very well uh if anyone thank you if anyone follows you i mean and this is like like i said this is not me just you know pump uh pumping up your ego and anything anybody <laughs> follows you it's at all elite tiffany just spelled normal all elite tiffany you go and you look at any of her old pages you even look at her pictures from cody well, with Cody, the older pictures to the newer pictures, you will see the transformation. So it's just like, you know, if you're going to listen to anyone, you know, you want to listen to people that have succeeded. So definitely, you know, you can use Tiffany as an example. Uh, but just know the hashtag Full Gear Challenge is there. If you're a person that, you know, if part of the elite fandom or not, I mean, it is a very positive group of people that are all about supporting you as you uh on on your goal to live healthier to be healthier it's a great just a great thing and like i said it's just i mean hangman posted about it and he posted a picture and it was just like it's just blown up into this thing and it's just amazing and it's just like even me it's like i never doubt the elite but the, the power and the influence that they have shocks me more and more every day as it grows right it never fails to be surprising no matter like you said, no matter how much we believe in them, they still find ways to just go, wow, they did that, and it's powerful. Very, yes, very cool. Definitely, and uh, that's why that's why I wanted to do this interview, and I have a few more I have lined up, because as much as the Bullet Club and the Elite and everyone's like, oh, the, the black t-shirt wearing Bullet Club people, and they we kind of get a stigma, but it's just like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just like, they are great. They are amazing, but they... Everything that has happened is because of the passion of the fans, you know. Definitely, and they'll be the first to tell you that too, which I think is so awesome too. Is they're the first to say, "Hey, we wouldn't do none of this would be happening if it wasn't for you guys saying this is what you wanted and in supporting us so wholeheartedly that it happened." I think yeah. that's really cool for sure. Yeah, and they're like, I could get on the phone and I could try to get the hundredth interview with Cody, and you'll hear interviews with Cody. I listen to them all. Don't get me wrong, but I wanted to focus on, and this is a perfect segue, the heart of the elite, which is their fans, <laughs> and that brings us to your YouTube show, The Heart of the Elite with Tiffany. Um, it, I I really wanted to get you on because I've I've watched every episode of the show, and it, it, it's in like the passion that you that brings comes across in every episode is like if you watch your video and you like hey they're really popular you would know because of the passion that comes through when you speak on each one of these episodes what started you on doing that show 
Um, I decided, I, I always have considered myself a writer, um, but even back in high school, I wrote for the newspaper staff, and I love to write, and I wrote blogs, several blogs over the years about Cody, and I think that as much as I enjoy writing the blogs, you know, I felt like I couldn't quite put that passion, like like you said, and I appreciate that so much, um, I couldn't put it out there the way I wanted to in, in written words, and so I thought, you know, I, initially, I, I had done a started a little bit of a Star Wars YouTube channel, and I mean, I enjoyed doing it, but it wasn't really where my heart was. And I thought, well, you know, if there's one thing that I am genuinely passionate about, it's Cody Rose and it's pro wrestling and it's the elite and it's Brandy. And I was like, you know, maybe this is what I need to do for this channel. And uh, I believe it was Don Secord um, mentioned something to me about putting my passion out there in a in a way that. You know, because I, I had, you know, I, I have so much that I want to say and didn't really know how to put it up there. Because in tweets, you know, she said, well, even your tweets, I can feel it, but, you know, you can do more with that. And then, so I guess I kind of credit her as well for inspiring me to be like, you know what, I'm going to do a video and see what happens and then go from there. And the first video, I was amazed by the response uh, to it. I didn't expect it to really get a lot of views because it's your first video on a topic and you just kind of hope that something comes of it. And it ended up, you know, being very widely viewed I believe all of every member of the elite liked it or responded in some way and I'm so grateful for that so it just kind of inspired me to keep doing it and I, I could literally make a new video every day if I really wanted to because I have so much always on my mind about them and they do so much and I get kind of even emotional sometimes when I talk about them because I truly believe in them and I think you know when you do any kind of a project it has to come from the heart and if you're forcing it, then it's never it's never going to work. So, you know, you just find that one thing that really, you know, sets your heart on fire and go with it. And for me, it's wrestling, it's the elite, it's Cody, it's Brandy, it's Matt and Nick, it's all of them. And it just, you know, with AEW, it just all happened at the right time. You know, I figured not only do we have being the elite now, we have a an actual promotion. And I can start, you know, pretty much right there around the New Year's Day, you know, and just make this video or make this channel and then just, follow it along with them as they do this and put my, you know, my part of it is just how passionate I am. And that's my contribution it is just my support in the biggest way I know how. And that's how I know how is by going to the shows and then putting videos out that hopefully people will watch and go, wow, you know, if she is that passionate about these guys, there must be something really special there. I want to check them out. So that's kind of where it came from. And it's just, you know, really gone really well since then. And I'm so grateful for the, for the support. Yes, and yeah, it, it, like I said, I you know, you, I saw you put the videos out, and I watched them, and you were doing kind of a subscriber, trying to do a subscriber fish a few weeks ago, and I was like, you know what, I think I can help with that, and that's what's going to lead <laughs> us to this. Uh, what we're going to do is, you know, my uh, page, All Things Elite, we love to do the contests, we love to do the giveaways, I have a lot of stuff and sometimes i like to give it away so this week they announced the AEW backpack and then uh, my popular hoodie which was one of the ones that i gave away first well what we're gonna do and you know when we're giving away more you know you gotta you know gotta do a little bit more so in this case uh to win a chance at the hoodie on this giveaway you will now subscribe to the social suplex podcast network and you will go to YouTube, the Heart of Elite with Tiffany. There will be a link in the bio and in our Twitter when we put this out. Uh, you will hear it announced on the show, and then 
this part too. Uh, you will enter into a contest, equal contest, and you will win the hoodie. Uh, the first thing is the hoodie. The second prize, technically, I'm just going to pull two names. One, per The first person I pull is going to get the hoodie. The second person I pull is going to get the backpack. And so we're going to push to get subscribers. So you will have to send me a screenshot to uh, my uh, Gmail account, which is I'm going to make sure I get this right because I have a tendency to mispronounce things that are my own things that I set up because <laughs> half of this stuff I only set up like uh, like a month ago. So, uh, no, the uh, Gmail is allthingselitepod at gmail.com. Allthingselitepod at gmail.com. Send me the screenshot showing you followed that you subscribe to Tiffany's page. And then you subscribe to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And you do those two things. You send it to us uh, in two weeks. Two weeks from this week's show. So this week's show will be out on the 2nd. So two weeks from now on the 16th, uh, we're going to go ahead and pull those names. And, you know, we'll be retweeting and all sorts of things to uh, get uh, uh, to get the information out there. And we're going to give uh, give those two things away. Hoodie and the backpack. That new snazzy backpack that I plan on picking up. Uh, so, yeah. Definitely follow both of us. It's uh, She is huge fan of the Elite. She is, I consider her ambassador of the Elite. Because, you know, whenever you want to see the positives of the Elite fandom. Like with any other fandom, there are negatives and positives. But if you want to see the positives, definitely make sure you are following Tiffany at all elite tiffany on twitter and then of course follow our page uh, follow our page at at elite pod because all the other ones you know you know imagine those twitter hashtags were uh, taken fairly quick so well tiffany uh we announced that and i thank you for being a part of it I told you about it. About Thank you for uh, including me with it. I think it's a great idea. Uh, I mean, uh, you know what? It, it's it, like I said. It's like you're like I wouldn't. There are annoying voices, but you are a voice that I think should be heard when it comes to uh, the elite group. Is there anything else you would like to say? I've held you a little bit longer than I said I would. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Um, I just want to thank you for the chance to be on. Um, I I really will take any opportunity um, if I. If it's someone who I, you know, really trust and uh, consider a friend, you know, to talk to um, about the elite and just, you know, anything to support them. Um, and I'm just really excited for everything that AEW has coming up, not just in the wrestling aspect, but in general. I think Brandy has done an exceptional job as uh, the CBO already, and I feel like she just is going to hit us with more and more things that are going to knock us out of the park, not just in signing amazing female talent, but the, you know, the side of it the brand side of it, um, you know, just the the fact that they are making connections and doing things for people at events who have autism and, and just all the, the partnership they announced today, which you'll see when you watch the, the latest Road to Devil or Nothing. Um, I'm just really proud of her, and I just think that we, you know, we just want to make sure that we remember that, you know, not only is she, you know, everyone can say it's Cody's wife, and she is, and she's proud of that, but she is an individual and just such an amazing person, and the stuff she's doing as chief brand officer is already amazing. And I feel like just as she has more and more time to make connections and build the brand that we're all going to be really, really blown away by the things she does. So 
Yes, and yeah, Brandy is definitely amazing. She, the chief Brandy officer, has been (laughs) definitely leaving her mark on this brand. She is not just, she is just not anyone in the background. She is uh, definitely at the forefront, and everything she's doing has been very positive for AEW, and uh, I'm looking forward to see what she's going to do more in the future. Uh, So, again, Double or Nothing is... Uh, May 25th, uh, there's also the separate away from AEW, which is StarCast 2. I will be at both of those events, so I hopefully we'll get to hang out there. Uh, so uh, that should be fun. Uh, but uh, for Tiffany and, of course, Floyd, I'd like to thank you for listening uh, to this interview. Uh, please leave uh, reviews, comments on Twitter, Gmail. Let us know what you think. If you would love for this continue, I had a great time. We probably could talk to her another hour because we love, we both love all things elite. But I leave you with this. <laughs> Uh, any anything you do in your life, whether it's your regular job, losing weight, always try to be elite.